What's up, everybody? I am Ryan McNichols, host of Fantasy Oddballs Football Podcast. I am joined by my co-host, Rich Hauk, and our producer, Mike Coyle. We are talking everything Dynasty and season-long fantasy football. We dig through all the numbers so that you don't have to. All right, what's up, everybody? We are back. We are going to run through the second half of the games from week four. We are also going to finish wrapping up Thursday night football. All right, Jerry Judy caught a ball. Let's go. Uh, the Thursday night football is still going on. It is to 9-6 right now. Broncos seem to actually be moving on this drive. Hooray. We are going to start where we left off. That is with the Philadelphia Eagles versus Jacksonville Jaguars. This game started off going well for Jacksonville. They came out to a 14-0 early lead with a pick six. The ball was tipped off of the running back's hands, and they ran it back for a touchdown. Eagles came back, though, answered with 29, uh, had 29 unanswered points. Jacksonville Jaguars scored a touchdown late in the fourth quarter or sometime in the fourth quarter to make it a little bit closer. But Eagles are 4-0, last undefeated team in the NFL. Eagles never going to lose again. Go Birds. Go Birds. Go Birds. On the flip side, Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, so I'm sorry, forgot to go through Philadelphia Eagles uh, fantasy points first. There's a lot of scoring on the ground. They had four rushing touchdowns, three running backs ran in a touchdown. Jalen, or yeah, that was right, right. Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts all three rushing touchdowns. So yeah, Jalen Hurts ran one in. Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell each ran one in. Not a whole lot of passing four, going on. Didn't they? Huh? And they had four. Boston Scott ran one in too. How did they get 29 points? They ran four. They had four touchdowns. Sanders up two. Can't remember. We should look at the stats. Yeah, we, we probably should have bring that up. Game. This is our we did. game. There's just so Sanders much going on. Sanders did have two touchdowns. Yeah, Hurts gained well, and Sanders. How did we end up with 29 points? We miss an extra. We miss a field goal and get a safety or something. I think. I think we missed an extra point. This is the saying. weather. Okay, and then what? But the, so how does that go? Oh yeah, and then we kicked a field goal. I guess yeah. we missed one extra point and then we kicked, kicked a field goal. goal. No, we would have had to miss two extra points. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Four touchdowns. That's twenty-four points right there. We watch so much football, man. It all starts to blend together. What happened in this game? How do we not remember what happened in our own game, guys? All right. I don't know. I don't remember. Moving on. Did you guys see the uh, the video of Devontae Smith and how he felt about the rain? No, I didn't. Very funny. He was not feeling the weather the other day. Oh, yeah. We, so we fouled at a two-point pass conversion, and we also missed a field goal. So we missed two uh, special or two extra points. Two points after the touchdown, so that makes more sense. Sorry about all that. I know I got us distracted there. A.J. Brown, 14.5 points. That's a down game from A.J. Brown where the Eagles don't have a lot of pass going. I'll take that. A.J. Brown's a lock-in wide receiver one at this point. Miles Sanders are also locking in as an RB2 with RB1 upside, 29.6 points. Uh, the Eagles seem to really be going and leaning on him this year. Don't know how long he'll be with the team with this contract situation and all of that. But Dallas Goddard, 12.2 points. Dallas got a 12.2 points. You're still using Dallas Goddard as a tight end if you have him. He's serviceable, especially yeah, compared to how bad tight end position has been. The weather played a huge part in all their the whole time yeah. passing game for the Eagles. Dallas Goddard's uh, 
Dallas Goddard is uh, Timmy Ten Points of the uh, of the, the tight end group right I'll, now. I'll take that from my tight end. Right, right, yeah, a consistent. Nine, seven to nine points in half PPR is what I've been saying from him. I have him on my team. He's literally, I he's a set and forget. Unlike uh, Mr. Kyle Pitts, if you already covered him for the we for did, the day, did yeah. cover yeah. Kyle Pitts. So. He's getting to be the bench stash. He is the worth drop him and regraft him. <laughs> <laughs> right, you can't, you can't. I know you can't, but that's from a frustrated Kyle yeah. Pitts owner in Dynasty. Yeah. So, on the flip side of that, the Jacksonville Jaguars had a predictably very bad fantasy output because they were playing no. the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Trevor Lawrence, 5.6 points. He had five turnovers. Was it four fumbles and an interception yeah, for Trevor five Lawrence? five turnovers, four fumbles and an interception. Yeah, so bad day at the office for Trevor Lawrence. Travis Etienne's the highest scoring running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. Yeah. Yeah, what, three points. Three, yeah, I think. But yeah, uh, Robinson had 2.9, I think. 2.9 from James Robinson. Christian Kirk was held in check, 8.3 points. He was targeted a lot. He just couldn't convert to too good coverage, and there was a lot of rain going on. Jamal Agnew was actually the Jacksonville Jaguar player who actually put up fantasy points, 21 points. Don't fall for that. That's not happening again. Yeah. So. You're rolling forward with A.J. Brown, Miles Sanders, Dallas. Pretty much all those Eagles we listed. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Scott, Miles yeah, Sanders. Playing them all. Playing them all. They're all, oh yeah, all reliable. The weather. James Ra- days ahead. The yeah. Jaguars are playing the Texans this week, so James Robinson should have a bounce back week at running back. Um, Christian Kirk is going to have a bounce back week too at wide receiver. Again, we're not facing the best defense in the league. Did you guys go over Miles already? 29.6 points. So, yeah, I mean, when they're not airing it out, they're... Sorry, they're grinding it out on the ground. <laughs> yeah, so again, we have Miles Sanders as a starter moving forward. And then Christian Kirk and James Robinson for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence, if you're in a pinch at quarterback position, you can start. Wow, that was a terrible throw. Did he just overthrow Portland Sutton on the sideline? Kind of dropped he? it. Oh, okay. I, I guess I couldn't have dropped Alec Pierce in my redraft this week. I, I grabbed him for Tyler Algier. I mean, I, I, oh, well, yeah. the only reason I had to grab him is because I had uh, I, I was able to throw Michael Thomas onto my IR because of, you know. Oh, Michael Thomas on IR. Oh, no, no because we got redraft IR, you throw him. If yeah. they're out, you can throw him on the IR, so. Were you watching this at all? Did no. no. Sutton, like, stole a catch from Washington. It was the funniest thing oh, ever. Yeah, yeah you got to We'll, we'll see the highlights the in the AM. A Colts uh, safety out. The ref fell, and like when he fell, he laid, laid, uh, laid in right the safety's him. legs. Uh, New York Giants versus Chicago Bears. Giants pull it out, 20-12. to 12. This was another stinker of a game. The only two fantasy-relevant players for the Giants, Saquon Barkley with 18.2 points. Daniel Jones, 21.6 points. Daniel Jones, however, picked up an injury. He actually left the game. Tyrod Taylor came into the game and played at quarterback. Then Tyrod Taylor got hurt, and they actually used Saquon Barkley in the Wildcat at quarterback for a play or two. And then Daniel Jones went back in on a hobbled-up ankle in the game. And Russell Wilson just said, I'll chuck it down the field, and an interception. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Russell Wilson. Wait, oh my, it's 9-6? to six? Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, Colts have a chance. I have a Colts defense now. That just happened right I was there. listening to some report earlier that was saying that, uh, or maybe it was even the broadcast while I was in the car, um, that the uh, Denver offense is still getting used to Russell Wilson's snap count and like cadence, and that's why they have all these, like I guess they have a bunch of false starts. 
No, they have a lot of delay of game. Delay they have of a games. ton of penalties. I mean, yeah. they're the most penalized team in the NFL coming That's, into the week. Are you sure? It's not the Cowboys? No, it was It was Denver. It was last week going into week four, and then they got like 10 or 11 penalties in the last game. So, like, um, Dallas would have had to have a, a really bad game. So, Saquon Barkley has been a consistent, consistent fantasy-relevant running back. He's one of the top running backs in fantasy right now. You're starting Saquon Barkley until you know until something happens to him. You're going to keep throwing him out there. Like I said, Daniel Jones is banged up. They're playing against the Packers, so Saquon might have to temper expectations. They're playing in London against the Green Bay Packers. They might possibly be using their third-string quarterback. This wheels up for Saquon. They're just going to feed him checkdowns all day. Sterling Shepard's on IR after injuring, getting injured last week or the week before that. I forget which one. But he's out. I'm not trusting any of the other pass catchers in that offense. So it's Saquon Barkley, and that's it from the New York Giants. For sure. Chicago Bears, Dave Montgomery didn't play due to an injury. Khalil Herbert's disappointing, only 11.1 points. He didn't kill you, at least, because he got the double-digit fantasy points. But, yeah, that's PPR. 11.1 out of a handcuff, that's serviceable. That's what I'm saying. He didn't kill you, buddy. He didn't do what he did later. Isn't Travis Etienne or James Robinson with three points? Or, sorry, a total combined of, I think, about five and a half points. Everybody expected Herbert to blow up this week, though, after what he did two weeks ago. Yeah, and they were playing the Giants. It should have been favorable game script for him. Passing game still really isn't getting going. Darnell Mooney, 13.4 points. He's alive. I think that's, you know, more points than he's had in the first three weeks combined. He's he's alive. He does have a pulse. Uh, I mean... I don't know Thirteen point four points. That's, I don't know if that means he's alive after how he's how he's looked for the rest of the season. Let's take a look here. Justin Fields ten point one six points and Cole Komet four point six points. You're, uh, I don't know if I'm saying you're starting Darnell Mooney. I don't know. You're starting the starting running back, I guess, for the Chicago Bears, and that's probably it. So if David Montgomery is back, which I think he practiced in a limited fashion day after missing Wednesday. Keep an eye on that. If he plays, I'd be nervous about starting him. If Khalil Herbert. Is the starter with David Montgomery out? It'd be good starting Khalil Herbert. For sure. He, Herbert's been productive when he's he's had the job to himself. So if he if he has that opportunity, you're firing him up. And just this week, and with David Montgomery, you know, only getting a limited practice on Thursday. Even if he practices again on a limited basis tomorrow, like I I just I'd like to see two full practices out of him before I feel good about throwing him back out there. Yeah, I guess you're firing up. You're you're, you're probably firing up Darnell Mooney. You're right. About that, because I mean, if you have him at that ADP, like then you have to start him up. I mean, uh, you might have had some other running back or wide receivers you could yeah, grab. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But like, I mean, after a thirteen-point week, he, no. I mean, I don't know, dude. He got five targets, man. I, he just he was very efficient with his. They're work. just yeah, they're just not throwing the ball out. He had a one really I mean, big deep it, catch. It's the same thing with it, um, what what's he called um. I mean, it's just like, well, you have Justin Fields playing, uh, what's the other team? Uh, oh, Mariota and the Falcons. Like, Yeah, but there is more volume going to somebody like Drake London than there is going to uh, Darnell Mooney. Like, they're just not throwing saying. a lot. Yeah, and, that's what I'm saying. It's, even, it's, a, it's an even worse scenario than that, you know? Yeah. So, again, the only person you're really starting for the Bears is whoever their starting running back is. If it's Cleo Herbert this week, if it's David Montgomery this week, I'd be nervous. I'd wait till. Next week to start him out there. Next game after that, New York Jets managed to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-20. Big news coming out of this game is that 
Kenny Pickett came in at quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he is going to be their starter for this upcoming week. It seems like he's going to be the starter going forward for the Steelers. He had three interceptions. I don't know that all three of them. I, I would say that at least two of them were definitely not Kenny Pickett's fault. One was a Hail Mary towards the end of the game. Yep. I'll let him go out there and rip it. He's a he's a rookie. One, one was, a, was a bad decision, but it wasn't necessarily the interception was his fault. He, he should have threw it away, but he threw it. And it bounced off his tight end's hands. It was a little bit high. He probably should have just over threw it way over its head and threw it out of bounds. Who's more disappointing this year? Uh, I mean, I guess we expected it. It's not like it was unexpected, but Najee or Deontay Johnson? Uh, Najee. Probably. Yeah. I think everybody saw the Deontay regression coming in, but the Najee, I guess, is a little bit more surprising. Yeah, Najee was definitely ranked higher and taken higher than Deontay Johnson, especially with the positional value. But so, yeah, with that being said, uh, when Kenny Pickett came in, he seemed to really be targeting George Pickens, so we'll see if that trend kind of continues going forward. For the New York Jets, Tyler Conklin, 8.2 points. Brees Hall, 15.8 points. Brees Hall picked up an injury. I think he's practicing a limited basis the past two days. Keep an eye on that. They called it like Nixon bruises or something. Yeah, like, so I don't even know what that means. Like, I don't know. He just, just got just dinged sore. up. Like, yeah, he just got a hit a lot sore, last game, you know? man. What do you want from him? Okay, I, hey. You know, get in the ice tub. Rest up, young fella. Zach Wilson took over at quarterback this week for the New York Jets. So you were a little nervous about that with the pass catchers. And, you know, kind of have Garrett Wilson, 6.1 points. Elijah Moore, only 8.5. Corey Davis, 18.4 points. So, you know, Zach Wilson wants to make Corey Davis a thing, apparently. Zach Wilson himself had a decent fantasy day with 18.78 points. Starting Brees Hall going forward. Need to see what Gary Wilson's going to be with Zach Wilson under center, so I'm not starting any of these wide receivers until I see what's going on again next week. Flip side of that, Deontay Johnson, 4.2 points, a little bit disappointing. Not a little bit, that is disappointing. Mitch Trubisky, 1.46 points. Najee Harris, 7.4. George Pickens was the highest scoring fantasy player for the Steelers, 16.2. Pat Firemuth close behind him with 15.5. And Kenny Pickett, 12.3 despite three interceptions because he ran in two touchdowns. So, Deontay Johnson, you're probably still starting. Najee Harris, you're still starting going forward. You're a little bit nervous. Pat Frymuth is out there. George Pickens, you can pick up and stash, see if this connection with Pickett maintains going forward. Again, they've been running reps together on the uh, with the second team in practice, so there's a little bit of a connection already established between the two of them. We'll see if that continues to carry forward. Stash, so, stash Pickens and see what's going on. You can hold off on stash and Pickett. Again, he had... Again, they weren't his fault, but he only he had three interceptions and ran two he in. He has a brutal schedule coming yeah. up the next few games. Not, all right, he's like, only he's only viable in Superflex Dynasty. Like, you're, right like now. if you grab him, like you're hoping for like the back half of the year, like he might have some good matchups. Like, listen to this next couple. What he's got? What he's got to do? He has to go to Buffalo this week. All right, then he's got Tampa Bay at home. Then he's got to go to Miami, and then to Philadelphia. Then he goes into his bye. And then he's got New Orleans at home, who's a good defense. Like that, yeah. that's, that's rough. That's fertile, yeah. That's rough. He's going to get. That's five tough yeah. games. Yeah, it is. I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, it, I think the Steelers see it as uh, realistic, yeah. pretty realistic. It's a developmental project, uh, you know. Uh, but sacked again. Uh, Mike Tomlin did say this week, you know, uh, he said uh, as much as we understand that he's uh, a rookie and that, you know, we're looking for development, like we were going out there to win. I guess that's a pretty standard coach thing to say, but, you know, we'll have to see. I don't know. Uh, I, I when, when, did, when was he drafted? Do you guys know? Pick 20 or 21. Okay, so he was a first-round yeah, pick, first round so, round. I mean, he they're not picking somebody else next year. No, he's, yeah, he's, he's 20s. 
Yeah, you're still hanging so, on to him, Dynasty. Oh, but as far as yeah. the redraft league, you're, you don't really need to pick him up at this point. You can no, wait and yeah, see if he no, does anything. Definitely don't pick him up and redraft. Green Bay Packers beat the New England Patriots 27-24 in overtime. Surprise had to go that far. Romeo Dobbs, 13.7 points. Aaron Rodgers, 16.14. Alan Lazard, 17.6. Aaron Jones, 14.5. Robert Tunyon, 10.2. And A.J. Dillon, 9.4. So, Romeo Dobbs was, I don't know, I don't want to call it a drop, even though it's classified as a drop, because he he caught it and the ground knocked it out. He's got to control it all the way through. But, man, he holds that, and he's up there in in the 20s, man. Yeah. It's a monster game for him. So, yeah, Romeo Dobbs seems to be emerging in the Packers offense, although recently Aaron Rodgers did say that he was looking to get Christian Watson more involved in the offense, so we'll see about how that goes. Still nervous about starting Aaron Rodgers. Alan Lazard is a flex play at wide receiver. Romeo Dobbs is a stash for now. Aaron Jones, you're still starting at running back. Tunyon looks like he'll be a serviceable low-end tight end one going forward. Uh, A.J. Dillon is just a bench stash in case anything happens to Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones seems to be the number one running back there this season. He just looks way more explosive. He's always been. He's just always been. This guy's averaged like five and a half yards per carry throughout his career. Still, even at his old age of 27, right, (laughs) in running back years. But, no, he still looks good, man. On the flip side of that, um, so the others on the other side of that, Mac Jones obviously didn't play in this game after being hurt last week. Brian Hoyer was the starting quarterback. He got hurt early on in this game, and they actually had to go to Bailey Zappi at quarterback. And Bailey Zappi managed to keep him in this game and take it to overtime against Green Bay Packers. That being said, the highest-scoring fantasy producers on this team are Damian Harris with 15.4 points, Ramondre Stevenson with 12.9, and Devontae Parker with 10.4. Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson are both serviceable at going forward as low-end RB2 slash flex plays. I'm not really buying Devontae Parker. Jacoby Myers may also be coming back soon. Jacoby Myers comes back. Devontae Parker has no value, and I don't know if I'm starting. So Jacoby Myers, he practiced limited all last week and then didn't play, and I I think he returned again to practice this week, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Jacoby Myers? Yeah. Let's take a look here. He, He practiced all last week and then didn't play. Not not fully practiced, but he was limited all week. Okay. I don't know if what what the update is. Uh, he was limited on Wednesday again, but limited I mean again. Wednesday is whatever. It doesn't really mean a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird that we don't have a further update on That's that. That's kind of wild because week one and week two, week one eighty eight percent snap share, eight eighty two percent week two. Then the injury, I guess, is what happened. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, they're just probably holding off on them. I mean. I don't know what's what's their QB situation this weekend. Do you, do do you know? Do we know definitively? No, I imagine Mac Jones will still be out. I think they said it was like a high ankle sprain. Yeah, yeah. I fully expect Jones to be out. Remains limited as of six hours ago from Roto Wire. Mac so. Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see about Hoyer. Does he clear concussion protocol or is it Bailey Zap again? Yeah, I mean if that's the case, I don't know about. We weren't starting any of these other than Jacoby Myers with, you know, Mac Jones in there. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not doing it with Uh, Brian. Yeah, we're going too deep. We're going too deep. Let's move on. Uh, The next (laughs) game after that, Las Vegas Raiders get their first win of the season. They're now 1-3 against the Denver Broncos. They pulled out 32-23. Josh Jacobs continuing to prove all of the haters wrong three years running. Jacobs' truthers were uh, rewarded, Um, man. They were rewarded. 
Yeah. You want to run us through this one, Rich? Yeah, let's get it. Uh, for the Raiders, we have Matt Collins yeah. with a very solid 6.3 points. With Hunter Renfro <laughs> coming back possibly this week. Yeah. So Is he? keep an eye on that. Well, I think it's possible he could come back. Okay. He was right, He was in practice today with a red jersey on. So no contact. But uh, once if he comes back, then Matt Collins' usage is going to go down very likely. I know uh, Renfro had a shaky start to the season with those fumbles. But, I mean, it's Hunter Renfro. He's real, you know. He practiced fully. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, I don't expect uh, him to lose his job completely to Matt Collins, even if Matt Collins plays well in his place. Um, if we're being kind of realistic about it, I think. Yeah. No. So, no. So, I, I'm waiting. I'm not starting Hunter Renfro if he's back this week. I'm waiting to see him. He's got to kind of earn his way back into a starting lineup. He has, hasn't Ma- done anything this year. So. Matt Collins, I hope you weren't buying into Matt Collins after that one game. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams, you're still starting him. Yeah, let me, let me get through the rest of them. Oh, so sorry. We, yeah, uh, Derek Carr, 11.52 points. Josh Jacobs, blow-up game, 34.5. Devontae Adams, 19.5. And Darren Waller, 5.4. On the flip side for Denver, we had Cortland Sutton, 16.2. Jerry Judy, 15.3. Russell Wilson, finally, uh, 27.48. And uh, Javante Williams, 3.7. And we I uh, think we've all heard about him picking up his injury. Um, unfortunate. Javante Williams is suffering a torn ACL, LCL, and additional damage to his knee. He is done for the season. It's essentially the same injury. It's an injury that seems akin to what J.K. Dobbins suffered. So, so I'm not an orthopedic, and I need to dig it. Like I don't, I don't have all that. But I was reading something from a from a uh, from a doctor um, about the injury regarding the damage. I'm gonna dig a little bit deeper on it. I'm gonna report back on it next week. Um, but yeah, it's it's similar to J.K. Dobbins, but. This doctor seems to think it could be worse based on the damage. JK, there's a a part of the knee that I don't have correct terminology. I have to go back and read it again. Um, that he injured that JK Dobbins did not, which requires more stabilization of the knee, and it's you you can't load bear it, so you have to stay off of it in order for it to heal. So it's a longer rehab time. We're looking at like it could be like a, a year. To a little bit longer. It's going to be over a yeah. year. JK, like, like I year, said, J.K. Dobbins like, was uh, got injured in the preseason of last year. Remember, like right around the time we did our draft, and sometime in August, and he's just getting back now. It you know the end of September, beginning of October. So that's thirteen months right yeah. there for Dobbins. So if it's worse, looking at fifteen, that, fourteen, yeah. fifteen months. Yeah. So that's pretty much all of next season as well. Figure because it's already <laughs> September now. If it's twelve months now. That's the end. That's the beginning of October, and then if it's an additional two months, that's all of October and November. Basically, just December to be back for it. Yeah. So like that's I'll, disappointing. I'll dig deeper and get into the like the classic like the. The classification of everything and the technical terms, and I'll bring that back next week. Melvin Gordon had negative points in this game. He fumbled a ball that the Raiders returned for a touchdown. It really swung the momentum of the game in the Raiders' favor. They kind of benched him after that. However, with Javante Williams going down, it looks like Melvin Gordon's going to be their guy going forward with Mike Boone being worked in as the RB2 behind him. Melvin Gordon is a Low-end RB2 going forward with some upside. Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, like you said, both had some decent weeks, decent points last week. You can, can start I, them as a... Uh, can I interject? Yeah. i just seen a report. Um, 
The Broncos uh, noted that Javante Williams did not suffer nerve damage or cartilage damage with his ACL-LCL injury, which is positive news. Okay. Thank you. That's mm-hmm. Was that breaking news right now? It's not breaking, but we were just talking like about the injury. We were so talking about it. Yeah. So it's, it's borderline breaking. It is, yeah. So, Cortland Sutton, uh, you can start. He's been the more consistent wide receiver among the Broncos with Jerry Judy a little bit banged up, although from what we're seeing right now, it doesn't look like you want to start any of these guys. And then Jerry Judy is a little bit of a riskier play at uh, the flex position. Russell Wilson, if you have him, you probably still have to start him unless you happen to pick up a better streamer along the way. I don't know who that would have been. If you grabbed, like, Geno Smith or somebody, good for you. But, uh, yeah, I think that's going to wrap up that game, and we're going to head over to the Arizona Cardinals versus the Carolina Panthers. So still no DeAndre Hopkins for the Arizona Cardinals. They do manage to pull this game out 26-16 against the Carolina Panthers. How long before Matt Rule's fired? It's getting close, man. He's got to be. His seat's got to be getting very, very warm. I just uh, I don't know how he still has his job. Uh, so in this game, Kyle Murray finally had a good, decent game, 22.88 points. Marquise Brown gets 20.8 points, operating as the wide receiver one for the Cardinals. Greg Dortch, 17 points, still a decent week out of him. Zach Ertz, 16.7, and James Conner, 10.7. It's been a disappointing season for James Conner. Again, I think the big thing is that last season it was James Conner was scoring an insane amount of touchdowns, basically one per game, and the Cardinals' offense has been really inefficient, and so if you're not in a position to score, you can't score. You know, It's going to be really hard for him to average one touchdown a game. So uh, he is a very he is a low-end RB2 and I don't know how great his upside really is at this point with this offense. And maybe when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, there'll be a little bit more optimism. If you feel like that, maybe you want to target Connor now while he's kind of on the down and buy low. How do you feel about that, Rich? Targeting, I'm sorry. James Connor buying low, hoping that maybe once DeAndre Hopkins comes back, the offense gets it together. Yeah. Second a, half of the year. It's not a bad idea. Better. I mean, well, it's just, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I was not... It, it's not a guy I was that high on coming into the season. It just felt like the touchdown. There was going to be touchdown regression. Yeah, and it's just very unsustainable way to mm-hmm. like if you're getting yards and catches, like okay, but like you're just falling in the end zone a ton of times. Like man, that is just like I don't want to call it lucky, but like it's just unsustainable. Yeah, I mean, let's see. His highest producing week so far is sixteen and a half in week one. His snap usage has been low, uh, even on the games that he's played all the way through. It looks like. Um, I mean, I a lot of Eno Benjamin getting work. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, he's been making some plays. I, I mean, I'm not buying into James Conner in Dynasty. Uh, maybe in Redraft, you can get him on the low right now if you have the opportunity. I don't know. As Redraft trades are tough, um, a lot of people, you know, they stick with their guys because they pick guys that they believe in. Now, I mean, yeah. if you end up with a person who is looking to sell Conner and you can get it, and you're in a position to trade. I mean, I guess maybe you could target him. Um, it's risky. I feel like I don't, man. Like I don't know. Like he's not. He. Do you expect him to become sort of some sort of game breaker in the weeks coming up? He's got to play Philadelphia, Seattle, New Orleans, and Minnesota in the next four weeks. Philly is probably not going to be a great matchup. Uh, I don't Philly expect. New Orleans are the bad matchups. Yeah, that, the other two I'm not got. worried about. The Eagles, they can be run on a little bit. Yeah, they can be, but is game script going to be? Favorable for favorable. them. That's true. Yeah, Very so. Good point. But anyway. 
On the flip side of the ball, Christian McCaffrey finally got involved in the passing game with uh, nine targets, 25.8 points. DJ Moore, 12.1 points. That's kind of been the highlight of DJ Moore's season so far. DJ Moore is, should be on your bench, and he's getting to the point where if you need to drop him to pick up a running back, if you've lost Javante Williams and Jonathan Taylor or DeAndre Swift or you know something like that, and you need to pick up a, a running back, DJ Moore is one of the guys that I was looking at to drop with, you know, compared to some of the other wide receivers, and it's crazy to say that, but it just I don't know how this I don't I don't know how this gets any better for DJ Moore as the season goes along. Doesn't seem like there's any like no, there's no hope. He, he's he doesn't look like there's any hope. He's just crapped, and I mean, being DJ Moore slash Baker Mayfield prison, I guess. I mean, it's just it's been every year he's been playing yeah. with poor quarterbacks. Yeah, it's, it's always puts up some stats. He's just he's oh, he's just the new Robbie Anderson. That's gonna be a great game. Next That's the game. Next yeah, next Commanders and the Bears. It's the Commanders and the Bears. Wow, maybe we can get more than a total of what we're at. 13 points tonight. Why? Maybe we'll get a touchdown. 12. Maybe we'll get a touchdown next week. Yeah, maybe we'll get a touchdown. Can't seem to get one this week. I mean, Carson's going to chuck one up down there somewhere, so yeah, we know either, that. He's either going to throw a touchdown or a pick six at some point, so there will be a touchdown. I wonder if you can do a prop bet on more defensive touchdowns than <laughs> offensive <laughs> touchdowns. I, I think that might actually be a good one if you can get if you can get that. The Broncos have nine sacks tonight. Sheesh. <laughs> So, moving on to the Sunday Night Football game, Kansas City Chiefs pulled out against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 41-31. The game wasn't that close. The Chiefs dominated the game for most of the uh, most of the time. What was surprising was how they dominated. They did it on the ground with CEH and Isaiah Pacheco. So, uh, Travis Kelsey, 24.2 points in this game, 23.36 for Patrick Mahomes, 22.4 for CEH. And Juju with 9.6. So, a little disappointing there, again, from the wide receivers. But, again, we expected that with the Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers. Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and CEH are lineup locks at this point. I know CEH is, uh, everybody's concerned about, like, his snap count and amount of touches he's getting. But, I mean, the bottom line, he's just producing every week at this point. So, I don't know how you're not starting CEH if you have him. Yeah, you got to start got to fire him up. He's having last year's James Conner season. Yes, yeah. he is. He's just scoring all the touchdowns. Well, he's got two touchdowns so far, but he had... He's receiving touchdowns. Oh, he's got receiving touchdowns. Okay, I got, got it. He's three receiving touchdowns. Yeah, two, two. Yeah, so Five is, yeah. touchdowns through four games. Three, four. Yeah, that's, that's... Yep, you're right. You, you are correct. On the flip side of the ball, we saw Chris Godwin come back. Julio Jones was also in in this game. Julio Jones is a drop. If you're holding on to Julio Jones, you can get rid of Julio Jones. Yeah, I mean, He's just not. Even when Chris Godwin was out. Anyway, man, there's yeah. just so many mouths to feed there. And, like, Julio's how old now? 32? 33. 33. Like, yeah. So, Mike Evans, 30.3 points. but not yeah. this year. Mike Evans, 30.3 points. Chris Godwin, 12.9. Russell Gage, 5.9. Tom Brady comes in with 25.4. Finally, a good game from Tom Brady, fantasy-wise. Leonard Fournette, 18.4 points. And we saw a lot of Rashad White in this game, 14.6 points. That's because they fell behind, so they had to involve him in the passing game. So they used more Rashad White. We'll see how much more he gets used going forward. There seems to be talk that he might be more involved in the offense as the season progresses. Yeah. He's a bench stash just in case anything were to happen to Leonard Fournette. Cameron Brake got hurt in this game, 7.2 points. He was operating as their tight end one. We'll see if he's available for this upcoming week, but I'm, I don't feel great about you. I'm not using Cameron Brake. I'm not using him. That's my guy, though. I before, like Cameron Brake. Well, we we, before we skip too far ahead, like uh, what, how do you guys feel about uh, buying Rashad White in Dynasty right now? I mean, I know he had this 14-point week. 
So obviously it's not the greatest time, you know, his value might be up. But in the right situation, I mean, he's, I think, probably a decent handcuff to own. Um, I, I'm not saying that he's going to be some sort of huge contributor, but, like, I mean, he might be a, he's a, a, a decent handcuff to own. He's a nice handcuff, but for Dynasty, the same questions are, are still there. From, what, yeah. from what, what happens next drafted. season? Exactly. What yeah. happens when Brady's gone? Yep. Like, what happens to that offense? And well, Tom Brady seems like he's done. I honestly can't believe that Tom Brady's about to lose his family to come back and play these last two crappy so, seasons. He so should... I don't probably understand. Not going. He, he's probably got another five, six years at this point now. He won like, the Super point, Bowl. He's mad. He has to do it. I just feel like when he won the Super Bowl with he Tampa Bay in Tampa, he should have just walked off into the sunset. Then, like I won the, you know, I won the uh, Super Bowl at home in our home before. stadium. Walked off and left, and then he came back for, you know, came back and lost in the playoffs. Didn't even make it back to the Super Bowl, and now they're going through this crappy season where everybody's banged up uh-huh. and they're struggling. And he's going to get divorced because of I this. I hope like, Tom Brady doesn't hear this. He's insane. coming back for five more Super that's Bowls of years. This, this pod right here. He's coming back for five more. Tom Brady looks like he he needs to start eating. It looks like he's down to one meal a day. Is Tom he Brady? Some TV twelve plan, man. He probably should have went with like two less staples in the back of his head to pull his face that tight. Like, <laughs> maybe just a little, just a little too tight. A little too tight. <sighs> he's a five star man. Let him be. <laughs> Final game, Monday Night Football, San Francisco 49ers versus the Los Angeles Rams. 49ers dominated this game 24-9. The Rams just looked awful. Matthew Stafford looks all out of sorts. He's just trying to force-feed the ball to Cooper Cup above everything else going on. I know his line isn't giving a lot of help, but there's also been times where he's had time, there's been other people open, and he's just not, I, I don't know what he's doing. It seems like it's either get the ball immediately to Cooper Cup, or if he happens to be double-covered, we're dumping it off to Tyler Higby. Yeah, Cooper Cup is absolute insanity again this year. This is nuts. He's on, he's on a better pace than, than he was last year. Last season. Yeah, this is insane. Ridiculous. Insane. Like, the problem is they're not line. winning. Yeah, that, Who cares about that if you're, if you're winning in fantasy? Yeah, you're, if you're a Cooper <laughs> Cup I'm owner, you're like, yeah, I'm not talking about shit about, about the Rams fantasy record, owners. Like, I'm talking about Sean McVay in this offense. Like, you're not winning doing this. you got to do something else. And so, like, I've heard talk about others. And I was like, I'm at the point where, like, if I'm Sean McVay, like, I'd, fu- I'd pull Cooper Cup out and put him on the sideline and be like, you, you're not going back in until we score a touchdown with you on the sideline. And I'm looking at Stafford and telling him the same thing. I'm like, you, you find somebody else to throw the ball to and move this offense down the field without him. Like, you got to do something to get him to get the ball to somebody else. I don't know if maybe, I heard a suggestion maybe come out and throw a screenplay to him right away or a quick slant to him, just get the ball in his hands and just get that connection going. But, like, you can't just keep uh, soloing on, you know, one target the entire game. He got picked six because of it. Like, yeah. they know where you're going to go, and eventually it's going to cost well, that, you. That was a good play by the, by the was he a safety? Yeah, but they, that? He, that was a great read. Yeah. But he they, knew where it was, was going to be. Exactly. He, he read his eyes. He beat him to the spot. Everybody knew point. where it was going. Yeah, yeah they did. But who is, uh, so I'm looking at the stats here. He is actually second in standard uh, scoring. Who is above him in standard? Who? Maybe Nick Chubb? Uh, no, in wide receiver. He's uh, wide receiver two in standard. Cooper Cup. More yards, more Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill would have more yards. If you're doing, if we're doing PPR, you probably have more yards. Yeah, I was just very surprised to see yards. that. No, no, it's not Tyreek Hill. Who is it? I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, see where's where's Tyreek Hill at? Tyreek Hill's number three. Then Stephon Diggs would be my next. Oh, yeah, that's probably Diggs. That's probably see third time's a charm. Yeah, Diggs. sir. Diggs. Yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's just flip flopped. Diggs and Cup one two and standard versus P- PPR. But if you're playing standard, then something's wrong with that's you. That's the luck to you. Yeah. 
So as far as fantasy points goes in this game, Debo Samuel, 23.7 points. Finally a big game from Debo. Brandon Ayuk, 7.7 points. Uh, he continues to be disappointing for those who are expecting more. Jeff Wilson, 13.4 points. Serviceable RB2. Jimmy Garoppolo, 13.86 points. You're not starting Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. The 49ers didn't want to start Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. <laughs> We got somebody going off the field here. Uh, offensive lineman for the Broncos. It looks like it's that's great. Off. If there was something that this Broncos offense needed, it was less offensive protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the Rams go, twenty-six point two points for Cooper Cup, sixteen point seven six for Matthew Stafford. Even though he had the pick six, Dial Henderson six point nine points. Cam Akers one point three. R.I.P. Cam Akers. They just weren't getting a lot going in this run game. Sean McVay did say though he was optimistic about Cam Akers. He's gonna keep saying that no matter what. It doesn't matter. He's not. He's he's nothing at this point. He you you put him on your bench and you stash him. Talk about someone who's droppable. Yeah, I mean even in in dynasty he's worth nothing. You're not gonna get anything. Like what do you gotta do? You gonna trade him for a fifth? Like honestly at this point, like I'm not I'm not buying him for. Third, uh, I'll buy him for maybe a, a third or a fourth, maybe. But like, I mean, I don't, a, a fourth, maybe. I don't know. Tyler Higby, seventeen point three points. He's used. I mean, again, it seems like all the targets are going to Cooper Cup or Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby settling into that Dallas Goddard type level right now. Yeah, you can start Tyler Higby yeah. at tight end comfortably until we see you know them actually start to involve other people like Allen Robinson or something like that in the offense. They're not but going to. I'm very nervous about the Los Angeles Rams. They seem like they're you know. Losing Andrew Whitworth really destroyed this entire offensive line, apparently. Yeah, their offensive line is just, it doesn't look good. Matthew Stafford doesn't look particularly good. I don't know if the elbow's still bothering him, if that's the main reason that this is going on. Could be also another, because like a year goes by, people are, defenses are, defensive coordinators are able to analyze what they're doing. They realize, obviously, these guys know what's going on in their line. You know, they just might be figured out at this point, and they might need to. I mean, like, obviously they're just – it's 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 super obvious. The the coldest take of all time, you know, he, he stares down Cup and – They got to get the offensive line figured out. Yeah. Like, it's just not a cohesive unit, man. It's like they're five fingers. They're not a fist. Yeah. Like, they, they got to they gotta get it together. And that, in turn, will, will make Stafford look way better once they get him some protection. Right? Yeah, I mean, he's a legit quarterback. Uh, it's not – he's not, you know – I don't know. There's, there's a lot of pieces there. But, oh no! Something was grabbing at his knee. Yeah, he's fine. I hope so. He's fine. He's fine. All right. So, any other thoughts coming out of you know coming out of week four? What's everybody looking like in their leagues? What's everybody's records going across the board? Um, Good in one league, bad in the other. Three leagues: three and one, one and three, and two and two. Got a three and one, two two and twos, and a one and three. Four and zero, oh, one and three. But that one and three league got an easy matchup this week, so <laughs> you know I'm not really worried about it. The other guys got all those players hurt, so for hopefully the, I can pull a dub out in that league. Maybe for go the, for two the and two and zero oh for yeah, go two and zero oh again. I don't know, that'd be nice. My one and three league is a family league that's not worth anything. So any of the leagues that are worth money, I'm doing better in. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it is going forward. I'm gonna need to do something about Russell Wilson because this is just not getting any better. Yeah, dude, you could. Trade uh, whoever has Geno Smith for for Russ. I would, this I would is, do that trade. This is a redraft, not dynasty. Uh, okay. I don't have Russell in dynasty. I have yeah, Jalen Hurts. If I was if I was dynasty Russell Wilson, I'd trade him from Geno Smith right now. That's all right. 
my uh, sleep rep's just under-projecting what CEH and Damian Pierce are going to do this up. I know. Weeks, uh, so. Yeah, I, dude, Damian Pierce is, is a beast, so oh he's, he's... Sutton just assaulted that guy with yeah. a stiff arm. Yeah, yeah. I told him he was too Sutton small. came to play. And I told him he was too small. He's, oh, he's doing the, Damn, the ball grab on him. He's doing oh. the ball grab on him. It's, it's getting real in Thursday Night Football. Right, Look at this. John's still Look at this. Oh, uh, yeah. My bet for Terry Judy first touchdown scorer is still alive in the fourth quarter. No way. (laughs) No touchdowns. Wow. All right. That's going to be it for us tonight. uh, Until next time, you can follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Oddballs. You can also follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you get your audio audio podcast. I am Ryan McNichols. I'm Rich Houck. Mike Coyle. See you next time, folks. Later.